You're listening to the KCAC Beat. Now, introducing your host, Mark Hoffheinz. Welcome to another edition of the KCAC Beat. I'm Mark Hoffheinz. I am the Assistant Commissioner for Sports Information and Communications for the Conference. In this episode, we're going to take a look at our weekend scoreboard, and we're kind of tying in our our Monday games to that, uh, and then we will kind of see where we're headed the rest of the week. Uh, just with the Thanksgiving holiday, we didn't have a ton of games over the weekend. Uh, all the ones that did happen over the weekend were exhibition games, and then um, because of the Thanksgiving holiday, usually we'd have two games a week. We're, we're having three different kind of KCAC basketball nights this week just to make up for um, kind of the lost time with the holidays, but uh, so we're just including Monday this week, and then on Thursday's episode, we'll cover Thursday games and, and what's going to happen over the weekend as well. But first, we want to take a look at our weekend scoreboard. This is the KCAC scoreboard. As I mentioned over the weekend, uh, mostly exhibitions. We also talked about our Monday games, but uh, since our last recording, which I believe was last Wednesday before the holiday, um, no games Wednesday or Thursday. Friday, there was one exhibition game. Kansas Wesleyan was out in Colorado for a couple exhibition games. Actually, their first one that they had was on Friday. Uh, they were taking on Colorado School of Mines in Golden, Colorado, which is an NCAA Division II school. And looking at that game, Kansas Wesleyan fell 58-82. to uh, It was actually a pretty close game through the first half. Kansas Wesleyan only down by nine at the halftime break, but then uh, Colorado School of Mines outscores them by 15 in the second half to really extend that lead. Uh, looking at some team statistics, uh, Kansas Wesleyan shot... Uh, 38.3% from the field compared to 50% from Colorado School of Mines, so a good shooting night for uh, for their opponent. 26.1% from three-point line for the Coyotes compared to 48.1% for Colorado School of Mines. And then Coyotes shot 60% from the free throw line compared to over 80% for Colorado School of Mines. So, um Kansas Wesleyan facing an opponent who had a really, really good shooting night. Looking at some key players for the Coyotes, Jude Murdoch led the team in scoring with 14 points. He also had a rebound and two steals on the day. Pretty good shooting night from him. He is 5 of 10 from the field, 2 of 6 from the three-point line, and 2 of 2 from the free throw line. Uh, other top scorers, Alex Littlejohn had 9 points, also had 2 rebounds on the day, as well as 2 steals. Uh, Thurbo Bile, eight points, two blocks, two steals, and five rebounds on the day. So he was making plays all over the court. And then Caden Hale was another impact player, seven points in 15 minutes, uh, two of six from the field, 0 of one from the three-point line, three of three from the free throw line. Next exhibition game we'll take a look at uh, was Ottawa taking on Washburn in Topeka, another NCAA Division II opponent. Uh, rest of these exhibition games will all be on Saturday, so uh, this one is what we'll take a look at first. Ottawa at Washburn. Washburn wins this one, 96-63. Uh, pretty similar 
stories in both halves for the Braves. Uh, first half, when we got the halftime break, is 48 to 32. And then Washburn also scored 48 in the second half. Uh, Ottawa, nearly identical to what they scored in the first half, 31 points. So Washburn wins this one, 96 to 63. Um, some team statistics. Ottawa shooting 37.9% from the field compared to 54% for the Ichabods. Uh, from the three-point line, Ottawa shoots 29.4% compared to 40% from the three-point line for Washburn. And then teams are relatively close in free throw percentage, 77.8% for the Braves, 80% for the Ichabods. Um, key players for Ottawa in this one, they had three players in double figures as far as scoring goes. Leaning score was Ty Bland. He had 13 points in 16 minutes. Good shooting night for him, 5 of 7 from the field and 3 of 4 from the free throw line. He also added three rebounds, uh, an assist, and a block on the day. Ian Moore had 11 points in 19 minutes. He also added two rebounds, two assists, and a steal. And then Elijah Mason was the final double-digit scorer for the Braves. Uh, 10 points, four rebounds on the day. Next exhibition game we'll take a look at is York taking on Newman. Uh, Newman has taken on several KCAC schools this year in exhibition games. This one was really close. Newman earns the one-point victory, 86-85. to uh, Newman is up by five after the first half, but then York storms back, uh, outscores the Jets by four in the second half, but just, just not quite enough as Newman picks up the one-point victory. Some team statistics for both teams. York, really good shooting night, 49.2% from the field. Uh, they outshot the Jets by uh, about half a percentage point. Uh, Newman was 48.7% from the field. Uh, looking at three-point shooting, York 45.5% from the field. Uh, Newman 28% from the field. And York also shot better of the two teams from the free throw line, 78.6% compared to 62.5% for Newman. Um, some key players for York. They had three players in double figures. Brent Clark was the team's leading scorer, scoring 25 points in 28 minutes. He was 9 of 13 from the field, 2 of 3 from the three-point line, and 5 of 5 from the free throw line, so good shooting night for him. Uh, four rebounds on the day, as well as five assists, one block, and a steal. Or two steals, excuse me. Uh, Andrew Bennett, 14 points on the day for the Panthers. Five rebounds and added a block. And then Isaiah King had 13 points, three rebounds, uh, and assist on the day to help out the Panthers' effort. Another exhibition game on Saturday was Missouri Western taking on KCAC School Avila. Uh, Missouri Western out of St. Joseph, Missouri. Uh, the Griffins win this one 62-45 over Avila. Uh, Missouri Western jumping out to a big lead at halftime there by 13. Avila paying a more competitive second half, but just not able to chip into that lead. So Missouri Western earns the 62-45 to victory. Looking at some uh, team statistics, 28.3% from the field for Avila compared to 42.6% for Missouri Western. 29.4% uh, from the three-point line for the Eagles compared to 35.7% for the Griffins. 
And then from the free throw line, Avila shoots 83.3% uh, out shooting Missouri Western. They were 60% from the free throw line. We get some key players for the Eagles. Uh, DJ Pita led the team in scoring with 12 points, also added seven rebounds on the day. Uh, Tremaine Banks had eight points in this matchup, also added a rebound. And uh, looks like the next two players in scoring each had five points, Dante Simpson and Jared Larson, both with five. Uh, Simpson added three rebounds, three assists, a block and a steal. Larson had two rebounds on the day and also dished out three assists. The last exhibition game of the weekend, uh, as I mentioned, Kansas Wesleyan was out in Colorado for a couple exhibition games. Their second one of the weekend was against Colorado Christian. That's another NCAA Division II school, I believe. I think all of the, uh, yeah, all these exhibition games were against NCAA Division II schools. And just a reminder that these exhibition games are not countable games. For our KCAC schools, they are just a chance to get some experience against higher-level competition. So um, kind of taking advantage of that time over Thanksgiving to get some extra competition in. But Kansas Wesleyan versus Colorado Christian. Colorado Christian wins this one by 14, 71 to 57. Kansas Wesleyan is actually up at halftime. They're up by six. But Colorado Christian uh, comes back and outscores the Coyotes by 20 in the second half to earn the victory. Uh, looking at some team statistics, Kansas Wesleyan, pretty good shooting night from the field, 41.5% uh, compared to 44% for Colorado Christian. Coyotes shot 25% from the free or three three-point line, excuse me, compared to 36% for Colorado Christian. And then the Coyotes were. 66.7% from the free throw line uh, compared to 75% for Colorado Christian. Some key players in this matchup for Kansas Wesleyan. Uh, Malik Marshall led the team in scoring with 11 points in 20 minutes. Good shooting night from him. 4 of 6 from the field. 3 of 3 from the three-point line. Also added an, added an assist and a steal in the day. Corey Kaplan had 10 points, 5 rebounds on the day in 13 minutes. And then outside of those two, looks like the next two leading scorers were June Murdoch with nine points, also adding a rebound on the day. And then Thermal Bile, eight points on the day to go along with a block and a steal. Moving on to our Monday games. We had six KCAC conference matchups. We'll take a look at each of these. Uh, the first one we'll look at is Tabor at York. Panthers win this one by 14, winning 85 to 71. Uh, let's see. York was up by 11 at halftime and extends that lead by a little bit in the second half. But Panthers earned the 14-point victory over the Blue Jays. Uh, comparing some team statistics, teams are pretty close in field goal percentage. York shooting 46% from the field compared to 44.4% for the Blue Jays. Uh, area where you saw a big difference was three-point shooting. Panthers were 46.7% from the three-point line compared to 27.3% for the Blue Jays. Tabor wins the rebounding battle by four. They pulled down 34 total rebounds compared to 30 for York. Uh, but York winning the turnover battle only turning the ball over 14 times compared to 21 for Tabor. Um, some key players for both teams 
start out with Tabor first. They were led in scoring by Austin Hilton, who had 20 points in 32 minutes. He's 8 of 15 from the field, 2 of 7 from the three-point line, and 2 of 3 from the free-throw line. Uh, also added six rebounds, an assist, and a block on the day. Uh, outside of him, there are a lot of players with about uh, four to four to seven points, I'd say. Marvin Ruffin, seven points on the day, also added four rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Uh, Thatcher McClure had eight points. He also added a steal and a block on the day. Uh, Mar- uh, let's see, who else? Kent Carroll had six points off the bench, and then David Moss had six points off the bench as well. And then you had Creeland Avery, Adam Nance, and Kate Hemmer all had five points on the day. Looking at York, they had four players in double figures. They were led in scoring by two players who had 20 points each, Eric Talton and Mook Beal. Uh, Talton had 20 points, five rebounds, and assist or two assists, excuse me, and two steals on the day. Good shooting day for him. Seven of 14 from the field, two of four from the three-point line, and four of four from the free throw line. Uh, Beal, his 20 points were on six of nine shooting, one of one from the three-point line, and seven of seven from the free throw line. So a good shooting night for him as well, getting 20 points in 20 minutes. Uh, he had four rebounds on the day as well to go along with one steal. Isaiah King, 15 points for him for the Panthers. Uh, another good shooting night, 5 of 9 from the field, 2 of 4 from the three-point line, and 3 of 4 from the free-throw line. King also added uh, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, and 4 steals. So a good night on the defensive end for him as well. And the final double-digit scorer for York was Brent Clark. 12 points, uh, 4 rebounds, 1 assist, Five steals and one block. So he was another good two-way player for the Panthers on the night. Next game we'll take a look at actually went to overtime. Avila at Friends. Uh, Friends was up by two after the first half. Avila comes back and ties it up in the second half. And when they got to overtime, Avila had the advantage, winning 79-74. to Looking at some team statistics for both teams. Friends actually shot the better of the two teams, 46.8% from the field compared to 41.2% for the Eagles. Uh, Friends shooting better from the three-point line as well. From the three-point line, Friends was 40% compared to 36.4% for Avila. Uh, Rebounds, the teams both had 39 total rebounds, and then... Avila does win the turnover battle, only turning the ball over eight times compared to 11 for the Falcons. Some key players for both teams. We'll start with friends first. Uh, They were led in scoring by Ian Connick. I believe I heard this was a season high for him, scoring 28 points. Uh, 10 of 20 from the field, 8 of 15 from the three-point line uh, in 39 minutes, so he had a good shooting night there. He also had Six rebounds and a steal in the day. Trey Reed was another another double-digit scorer for the Falcons. 14 points, uh, added a rebound, six assists, and two steals. And then Tim Barbieri was the final double-digit double-digit scorer for the Falcons. 12 points, uh, narrowly missing out on a double-double with nine rebounds. Also added three assists, one steal, and one block on the day. 
for Avila. They were led in scoring by Tremaine Banks. Banks with 30 points on the night. Good shooting night from him as well. 11 of 18 from the field. 4 of 10 from the three-point line and 4 of 4 from the free throw line. He also had three rebounds on the day. Other double-digit scorers for Avila. Jared Larson had 13 points. Uh, good shooting night from him. 5 of 8 from the field. 3 of 5 from the three-point line. He also adds two rebounds and a steal. And then Dante Simpson and... Josh Kilpatrick both had 10 points for the Eagles. Simpsons, 10 points, uh, goes along with seven rebounds, six assists, a steal, and a block. Uh, Kilpatrick's 10 points goes along with, see, three rebounds, two assists, and two steals on the day. Next matchup we'll take a look at was another close one. Ottawa traveling to Lindsberg to take on Bethany. This game ends in a 99 to 92 victory for the Swedes. Uh, Bethany actually had a, a pretty healthy lead at halftime. They're up by 18. Ottawa comes back with a rally in the second half, but just not enough to close the gap. And Bethany earns the seven point victory. Looking at some team statistics, Bethany shoots 52.52% from the field compared to 42.9% for the Braves. Good shooting night for both teams. Uh, Ottawa actually shot better from the three-point line, 40.7% compared to 26.3% for the Swedes. Bethany wins the rebounding battle uh, pretty decisively, 14 more rebounds for the Swedes. They pulled down 40 rebounds total as a team compared to 26 for the Braves. And Bethany also winning the turnover battle, only turning the ball over 10 times compared to 15 for the Braves. Some key players for both teams. We'll start out with Ottawa first. Uh, they had four double-digit scores on the night. Emil Fields led the team in scoring with 26 points. He was 9 of 17 from the field, 3 of 7 from the three-point line, and 5 of 6 from the free-throw line. Also adds in seven rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Uh, Ty Bland had 21 points in 22 minutes off the bench. Uh, great shooting night from him, about as good as you can ask for. 5 of 6 from the field, 5 of 6 from 3, and 6 of 6 from the free throw line. So uh, kind of being Ottawa's sharpshooter on the night. Uh, he also added 4 rebounds on the day. And then Ian Moore had 18 points in 24 minutes, 6 of 11 from the uh, from the field, 2 of 5 from the three-point line, and 4 of 5 from the free throw line. Also adds in 4 rebounds, 1 assist, and 1 steal in the day. And then the final double-digit scorer for Ottawa, DeAndre Buggage, had 17 points. Uh, He also added a rebound and five assists on the day. For Bethany, they also had four double-digit scores, three with 20 or more points. Team's leading scorer was Justin Brookins, who had 22 points, uh, eight of 17 from the field, four of 11 from three, two of three from the free-throw line. Also adds in two rebounds, and two assists. Uh, Dylan Smith right behind him with 21 points, uh, shooting seven of 13 from the field, one of three from the three-point line, and six of eight from the free throw line. Smith also had eight rebounds, five assists, and three steals. And then Solomon Clayton right behind Smith with 20 points, uh, eight of 13 from the field, and four of six from the free throw line. Clayton also pulled down eight rebounds, Uh, One assist, two steals, and one block. 
and then Newton right behind Clayton with 19 points uh, in 25 minutes off the bench, 9 of 14 from the field, and 1 of 2 from the free throw line. He also adds in three total rebounds, two assists, uh, and a solid performance off the bench. Next game we'll take a look at is Oklahoma Wesleyan at Bethel. Eagles win this one by nine, picking up a 63-54 victory. Uh, teams were tied at halftime. Oklahoma Wesleyan pulls away in the second half to earn the conference victory. Looking at some team statistics, Oklahoma Wesleyan 42.9% from the field compared to 37.5% for the Threshers. Uh, teams were pretty close in three-point shooting. Bethel actually led in that category 27.6% compared to 23.1% for the Eagles. Uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan wins the rebounding and turnover battles. Oklahoma Wesleyan pulling down seven more rebounds on the night, 42 total rebounds for the Eagles compared to 35 for the Threshers. And then in turnovers, Oklahoma Wesleyan turns the ball over 11 times compared to 14 for Bethel. Some key players for both teams. We'll start with Bethel first. And they had two double-digit scores on the night. Nick Bonner was the team's leading scorer with 17 points. He also uh, added five rebounds, one assist, and two steals. Harper Jonas, team's second-leading scorer, 13 points, five rebounds, and a block on the day. Some other key players or key scorers, Brian McCabe had... Eight points, four rebounds, two assists, and two steals on the night. And then Carmelo Yakubu had five points, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal on the night. For Oklahoma Wesleyan, they were led in scoring by Austin Poling and Caleb Stokes, who both had 11 points. Uh, Poling got his 11 points on five of seven shooting from the field, uh, one of two from the three-point line. Also had three rebounds and an assist on the day. Stokes, uh, his 11 points were on 5 of 12 shooting, 1 of 4 from the three-point line, also pulling down five rebounds, uh, an assist, and blocking two shots. And then rounding out some of the top scoring for Oklahoma Wesleyan, they had three players with nine points. Brandon Bird, nine points and nine rebounds. Also had four assists and two steals. Jane Litsky, nine points, five rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a block. And then Dylan Phillip, nine points, two rebounds, a steal, and a block on the day. Next game we'll take a look at is Sterling at Southwestern. Mountain Builders won this one by 13, picking up the 81-68 to victory. Uh, close game at halftime. Southwestern was up by two and able to pull away in the second half to earn the victory. Some team statistics. Uh, the teams were almost identical as far as field goal percentage. 39.7% for the Mound Builders, 39.4% for the Warriors. Uh, Southwestern had the edge in three-point shooting, 33.3% compared to 25% for Sterling. Southwestern pulling down more rebounds on the night, uh, 38 for the Mound Builders, 32 for the Warriors. And teams were identical as far as turnovers go, 15 for each team. Some key players for both teams will start out with Sterling. Uh, Cedric Rollerson was the team's leading scorer with 20 points. He also pulled down four rebounds and an assist. 
Then Will Thigpen and Lucas Breyer both had 14 points on the night. Thigpen's 14 points go along with seven rebounds, two assists, three three steals, and one block. So Thigpen, a good two-way player there for the Warriors. Breyer, 14 points to go along with three rebounds and a steal. Uh, some other top scorers for Sterling, Elias Nagoga, nine points and seven rebounds on the night to go along with a steal and a block. And then Tarion Reed, seven points, a rebound, two assists, and two steals on the night. For Southwestern, they had four players in double digits as far as scoring goes. Kevin Clark leads the team with 28 points. Uh, not his best shooting night from the field, went four of 14 from the field and two of seven from three, but he made it count when he got to the free throw line, going 18 of 18 from the free throw line. Uh, he also added in five rebounds and an assist on the night. Uh, next league score for the team was Andrew O'Brien, who picks up a double-double with 15 points and 13 rebounds. Uh, almost got a triple-double, actually. added eight assists on the night, so a couple more assists. He could have got a triple-double, but good shooting night from him. Seven of 13 from the field, one of two from the three-point line. Uh, also added in two steals and two blocks on the night. Jarvis Jennings with 13 points. He also picked up two rebounds. And then Trey Abasolo off the bench, 10 points, three rebounds, and an assist on the night. The final game we'll take a look at is St. Mary at McPherson. Bulldogs win this one by 13, picking up the 85-72 to 72 victory. Uh, McPherson up by seven at halftime, able to extend that lead in the second half to earn the 13-point victory. Some team statistics, McPherson 44.8% from the field compared to 40% for the Spires. Uh, real big advantage was in three-point shooting. McPherson was 36% from behind the three-point line. St. Mary, 20%. Uh, McPherson also had a big advantage in rebounding. Uh, they pulled down 26 more rebounds than St. Mary. 49 total rebounds for the Bulldogs compared to 23 for the Spires. Uh, St. Mary did win the turnover battle, only turning the ball over eight times compared to 13 for the Bulldogs. Some key players for each team. Starting out with St. Mary, they had three players in double figures. Deshaun St. Martin leads the team in scoring with 19 points. Good shooting night from him, 8 of 14 from the field and 3 of 5 from uh, the free throw line. Also adding in four rebounds, an assist, and a steal. And then Braylon Duncan and Joey Schultz both had 14 points for the Spires. Uh, Duncan's 14 points go along with four rebounds three assists and one block. Schultz's 14 points go along with three rebounds uh, and two blocks on the night. For McPherson, they had four players in double figures. Team was led in scoring by Owen Braxmeyer. Nearly had a double-double, 18 points and nine rebounds. Uh, He also added an assist and a block on the night. Uh, Christian Aguilar is right behind him with 17 points. He did pick up a double-double, pulling down 10 rebounds. He had a good shooting night, 7 of 10 from the field and 3 of 4 from the free throw line. Also dished out 4 assists. Antonio Watson had 16 points for the Bulldogs. Also had 3 rebounds and an assist. And then Yanyo Vidal had 15 points, 
Uh, good shooting night for him as well. Four of eight from the fe- from the field, four of seven from the three point line, and three of four from free throw line. Uh, also pulled down two rebounds, three assists, and swiped two steals on the night. Now we'll wrap it up for our weekend scoreboard. Well, we'll take a look at our uh, upcoming games on Thursday. We don't really have any uh, conference games between now and our normal Thursday episode. So uh, we'll take a look at our KCAC schedule for Thursday and Saturday when we come back on Thursday. But uh, until then, we thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the KCAC Beat so you don't miss an episode. Uh, we thank you all for, for listening and for following us on our social media as well. Just past a couple important milestones um, there. 16,000 followers and growing on Twitter, over 5,000 followers on Instagram. And then we're getting close to 8,000 followers on Facebook. So if you haven't followed us on our social media, make sure you follow us there so you can catch all the KCAC news. But for everybody here at the conference office, we hope you have a great week. You've been listening to the KCAC Beat. For more information on the KCAC, go to www.kcacsports.com.